Hey everyone, just like to welcome you to another episode of This Is Life with Jamie Thorne. My guest today was Caitlin Hook. Uh, we've been friends for quite a few years and it was um, great to catch up. We haven't seen each other. We couldn't even remember. It was like eight, nine years or so. So it was a great time to chat in the studio and catch up and talk about what it's like to be a parent and I don't know, a bunch of other stuff. But it was a good time. So thanks again for coming on. So a quick couple of shout outs before we get started to Mark uh, at Rebound Sport and Spine located in Langley at their facility, facility sorry, uh, they offer chiropractic, RMT, concussion management, laser therapy, physio and kinesiology to a buddy, Adam Mulford, APX Performance. He is just a freaking genius when it comes to figuring out any issues with the body. So look up Adam Mulford on Instagram and give him a DM. Um, to the Hyperize Hypervolt, I use their personal massage gun. Um, I use it probably once or twice a week, but be careful with it. If you need advice, message Adam Alford. He's a beauty. He knows how to work the gun correctly because you can damage yourself with it. Uh, Canprev, I take their magnesium. I take their zinc, and it has a ton of benefits. Um, magnesium especially helps with sleep and depression and anxiety and insomnia and everything. So look up the benefits of magnesium and zinc. To the Iron Neck, it is a neck strengthening tool that I have in the barn gym. Uh, it's great to use maybe two, three times a week, and it helps eliminate headaches and, s headaches and strengthen your neck muscles. To Mike and Steve at Apex uh, Granite and Tile located in Langley, they do my countertops for my renovation business. Um, look up their new Instagram page at Apex Granite and also their website, apexgranite.com. So, yeah, again, hopefully you guys enjoy the conversation with Kate Hook. So, um, yeah, enjoy. All right, there we go. All, All right. right, we're on. We're recording. <laughs> we have Kate Chambers today. Actually, no, your last name's not Chambers anymore. No, is it's it? changed. It's Hook now. Oh yes, it is. Because <laughs> you. You ran off, didn't you? Go get married? Is I that did. You yeah. did, yeah. Yeah. Because I think I talked to, I think it was Shelby, like a while, like a quite a while ago. Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, Kate, like, loped and just like left and got married." And <laughs> we're all like, "What the hell? Like, no wedding, big wedding or anything?" Literally, didn't tell anybody except for my mom and dad, and because we needed people to be a witness for us. And yeah, they came and got married. Where'd you guys do it? We just did it in Fort Langley, so we didn't even technically run away, but we just did it here. We didn't want anything. We just didn't want people to have, I don't know, their opinions, and I didn't want a big wedding at all. Mm -hmm. So I get it. Yeah. If I could redo mine, it'd be like half the people. I don't talk to probably half of them. Yeah. And then I would have gone to like Mexico for like 10 days. Yeah. I would have been like, I think Mexico is like, what, five grand to get married down there? Maybe mm -hmm. probably more now. But. Yeah, Mexico, like Jordan Carrier, that's the way he did it. Yeah. And it was awesome. A bunch of us went down, sitting in the pool every day, mm -hmm. having drinks. I'm like, this is the way to get married. Yeah, way like, more intimate, too, yeah. right? Ida wasn't doing too good on my wedding. My anxiety went Did it? The roof. Well, all those people there and everything. It's like a nerve-wracking thing. I felt yeah. nervous, and it was just just us, so. Yeah. Yeah, close to home, too. Like, I, I was fine up until we were at Lieb's house. Yeah. And it was all the guys were all getting ready or having drinks and some shots. But as soon as I got on the party bus, mm -hmm. like all of a sudden my anxiety came in and I know what it feels like. It's like a body rush mm -hmm. from like head to toe. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. I was like, no. And then I knew exactly what it was. 
And then, yeah, the rest of the day, like, I could barely eat dinner. I didn't really want to drink. Like, everyone's having a great time. And I'm, yeah. like, having, like, a little freak out for, like, five, six hours in my body, in my head. I'm, like, Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, Not how you want to spend your big day. No. And I told Katie, I was, like, I'm going to propose again one day and mm. do a backyard wedding and just yeah. have a big party. So it's, like, I can almost do, like, round two. Okay, I'm going to enjoy this this time. Because it was a big party the first time, of course, but... I just, I wasn't doing I too good. It's yeah, you too nerve-wracking. It, you can do it next time just with the people that mean the most to you. And It'd be like 30 people. Yeah. That's like renew your it. vows or something. Yeah. My sister and her husband did that this year. It was awesome. Just very small, intimate, backyard. It was, yeah, I would do that one day. We also said that we would have a big reception one day, but then COVID happened. I'm like, it's not looking too good What's now. that? We were just talking about COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I call it the C word. <laughs> I know, crazy. Yeah, it's been strange, I guess, because uh, that's what we were thinking. Like, when was the last time we actually talked? I have no idea. Like, it was a long time ago. I can't. I can't remember. Like, would it be like? No, it wouldn't be like ten years, would it? I don't feel like I've seen you since you've been married. Yeah, cause you haven't met the kids yet. No, any of them. Nope. So there's at least seven years. Yeah. So pre-wedding, I don't know. I Honestly, know. don't like. Would it be like citrus? <laughs> <laughs> Hate to admit it. <laughs> Hate to admit yeah. it. Yeah, it's been that long. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of terrible. I know. And so, but like again, like it's a lot has happened in the last two two and a bit years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's crazy how out of touch you get with people. Mm-hmm. Like, cause our our friend group is like huge. At one point, like. You know, choice tubing. Yeah. Like there was like 74 of that us. Was that was outrageous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't even remember if you ever went. I went one year. Did you? Oh, yeah. See, I can't remember. I think that was the year with like the huge so group? many people. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that was the third year. Mm-hmm. Third year. Like I would love to start that trip back up. Yeah. But because now it's not going to be crazy. Everyone's going to be going to bed by like 9, 30, 10. Totally. Times are oh, different. I know I we don't be. party the same. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't. My body, the way it reacts now to alcohol, yeah. like. I have one strong, like, 8% IPA beer, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Feeling good. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't <laughs> yeah. I can't handle it. I know my body now is like, what's this? Yeah. We did this for 10 years straight. Yeah. And I don't want to do it anymore. I know. And, yeah, there's a part of me that just doesn't want to do it anymore. Like, I, I like having day drinks better than going out at night. Yeah. I'd rather start at 8 a.m. Yeah. And finish by 4. Totally. It's like a work day. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I'm good. Like, you put go to bed. Shift. Yeah. yeah, I put your shift <laughs> in. But even then, like, I... My, I'm so in tune with how my body feels on mm-hmm. a day-to-day basis now that when I interrupt it with alcohol, mm-hmm. it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, like I had a beer before I went in the sauna last night. I'm like, because sometimes I'm like, I feel like a beer. Mm-hmm. It's nice out. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you want to have a drink. But it's like I'm sitting in the sauna. I'm like, oh, like it's just gross. so bloated. And yeah. like, that's why I, I discovered scotch with my friend Adam. He introduced it to me. And I was like, oh, it's a nice drink to have on the podcast because it's not like you're crushing beers or white claws or something where you're like, I got to pee again. I got to pee again. Yeah. So you have this. It might take you 20, 25 minutes to drink it because you're enjoying mm-hmm. it. With beer, you're just like crushing it back. And I'm, totally. I'm not interested in that anymore. No. And it's not good for you. Like, no wonder no. why your body doesn't like it. <laughs> no. Like, nothing good <laughs> comes from it either. Like, yeah. a few drinks here and there is fine. But I like at this point now, like, I'm getting more and more addicted to understanding how mm-hmm. my body runs. So it's like I went and saw Drew. We were just talking about Drew Jameson. And I'm like, I want to know, like, what my stress levels are like. I mm-hmm. want to get my testosterone checked. Yeah. And then there's a really cool thing I found on Instagram that I sent it to him. 
and he's actually doing it next month is like a full body MRI scan. Wow. So it can detect like over 500 different things and all this, but it's like, you know, $2,800 to yeah. do, or it's like half your body that's a thousand bucks or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to do that. Is that at his clinic? No, it's at, it's called like uh, Prevnew or Prenew or something like oh, okay. that. It's in Vancouver. There's one in Vancouver. And uh, it looks really cool. Mm -hmm. And to me, like when I saw that, I was like, oh, prevention. Yeah. Like, would you rather have a tiny tumor you don't know mm -hmm. and then two, three years later it pops up? Or it's like you spend the money a little bit and then go get this. Like, hey, by the way, go get this checked out. And you're like, yeah. oh, shit. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's the way I look at everything is prevention, prevention, prevention. Mm -hmm. So prevent yourself from getting sick. Yeah. You know, exercise, take your vitamin D, get get outside, do eat cold clean. showers. Yeah. yeah. Like saunas, eat super clean, um, everything. It's like insurance in a car. Why do yeah. you put a seatbelt on? You know, you mm -hmm. wear clothes not to get cold. Like <laughs> It's funny, though, because we didn't get taught those things. Like yeah. the things that we learned about health when we we're younger. It's like, OK, well, those things don't really make sense anymore. Nobody taught me. No. Like. Like Mr. Stewart from would be like weightlifting, yeah. You know, like that's important, of course. And then PE teachers, you'd run around, but everyone would be like, I don't want to run, like you know, like mm -hmm. it's so unmotivating. Yeah. But but what did we get taught in high school that we still learn? Like, why didn't they have a class on taxes or credit and why it's good? Why you don't want to mess? A check. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. When you get out of high school, don't go get a fifty thousand dollar vehicle. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the most basic things. Mm -hmm. But is it too late to rewrite? curriculum in high schools now like yeah. is it such old ways where like oh it's so much effort to try and change this because you need approvals here you need approvals mm -hmm. here but it's like social studies is great to learn i guess mm -hmm. but is it going to help you later in life no mm, well then their systems too like i don't they don't teach people how to think for themselves they just teach you this is the way this is the one way and mm -hmm. they teach you how to be like what do you want to be like everything is go to school and work for somebody you know what i mean like yeah. they don't teach people how to be an entrepreneur yeah none of that yeah, yeah i definitely agree with that mm -hmm. like i didn't think like that in high school at all no i was like either. i just want to hang out with my friends and like dick around yeah totally <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i i i hope they would have like almost like like PE slash like nutrition, mm -hmm. but nutrition is such a slippery slope. Yeah, when it comes to people's way of eating, mm -hmm. like don't eat meat, you know. I know. Don't eat this. Eat like this. Yeah. You have to do this, and it's like instead of telling people how to eat, tell them what to like try and avoid. Yeah, that's what it should be done, mm -hmm. and that's the whole thing over the last two and a half years. What we were sort of talking about there before was the lack of information when it comes to mm -hmm. general health. So I guess it'll just be the first time bringing it up on the podcast but it's sort of early phases but i've gotten a group of people together actually we had a meeting last saturday it's me uh, drew jameson um alexa panasiak tanis gar or tanis Thiessen, um my buddy adam malford and ryan hickey and they're all like life coaches crossfit coaches personal trainers mm -hmm. naturopath kinesiology osteopath holistic nutritionist and I wanted to get this group of people together because those are some of the smartest people that I personally know. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, let's sit down and talk about this idea that I have about speaking to the general public about mm -hmm. general health. And But my problem is the way my brain works is I get so excited with mm -hmm. something that I don't fully think it through. And I usually like, oh, an idea, jump in with both feet, yeah. you know? So 
my buddy Adam and Alexa actually sort of put me in place a little bit. They're like, Jamie, like slow mm-hmm. down. Like it's a great idea, mm-hmm. but uh, what we're gonna try and do is because Dano works at Brookswood. Yep. And then I, I emailed the principal at Glenwood as well. And then my friend Taylor works at Douglas Park. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna try and get in on like their monthly or weekly newsletters, like a little section where it's like health tip. It's like uh, microbiome in your stomach or gut mm-hmm. health or and low back pain. And then from those two will be a link to the podcast that'll be like 10 minutes instead of like an hour or two mm-hmm. hour conversation where I'll sit down with like Adam or Drew and we'll talk about, you know, gut health for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. We're trying to like bring people in and be like, okay, it's not like an hour and a half conversation where you're like, okay, hey, what are you guys talking about? Like you guys bounced all over the place yeah. where it's like we can have like a five or 10 minute probably video clip, which I need to try and do still or we do like a like an instagram live uh, video mm-hmm. where it's to be like a five or ten minute conversation the basic points about you know the importance of your microbiome in your stomach towards your immune system mm-hmm. and how it bounces and how they all intertwine and work together and then maybe for low back pain i'll sit down with adam because he's a guru when it comes to the body he's amazing and you'll be like all right here's some basic movements basic reasons why you're probably your low back is tight it's not usually because your low back it's because your hamstrings and it's your hamstrings are tight and your quads are tight because it's rotating your hips and all this type of stuff i need to see him yeah well he lives not far he doesn't live far away at all it's like 10 minutes from here and um yeah that's my new plan to throw on on top of everything else that i'm trying to do right now but uh yeah so i'm I'm excited that everyone's agreed to the idea Mm -hmm. um so we all met besides drew drew was on vacation last weekend but yeah like i just felt like Something had to be done mm-hmm. because it was just, I don't want to like harp on public health, but you guys were busy enough. Yeah. But I think you guys slacked on this most basic area. Yeah. And who am I to tell them how to approach stuff? Probably nobody. Like I don't have a background in, in like nutrition or anything, but I listened to enough very intelligent people that are in that industry where it's like the most basic information was not put out mm-hmm. about you know, staying active and, you know, taking your vitamin D and getting outside, getting mm-hmm. natural sunlight, you know, like even hot and cold therapy and like what fermented foods you can eat that can help your microbiome to make your immune system run more efficient and yeah. everything. And there was nothing of that. And I even emailed Township at Langley because one of the, the, all their signs were all over the place. Like, you know, we can get through this by staying together, avoid gatherings, avoid yeah, this, avoid this. Though. You know, it's like, well, where's the information about staying active and mm-hmm. like eating a balanced yeah. diet or however you want to word it. But it was just, I've, that's what frustrated me over the last two years, totally. just lack of information. And then at the same time, too much information. Yeah. You know, like who do you go to to trust and all that type of stuff. But I know so many voices from everywhere and yeah. And then people being silenced and it's just, just complete craziness. Mad times. Yeah, it's mad. But you're right though, that information wasn't, given to the general public and it is basic information but it's not easily accessible for everybody and like why not start like what adults do in my mind like say even our parents generation Mm -hmm. you see it where it's like just because you graduated high school and then maybe you went to college and then now it's like you're retired or whatever Mm -hmm. you may be it's like don't ever stop educating yourself like inform yourself inform your kids Mm-hmm. And why not start at an elementary school where all the newsletters now are email, where it's like you're scrolling down and hopefully some people read them, right? Where it's like, oh, a health tip. And it's like, oh, click on this link. And then mm-hmm. 
it can link it to this podcast yeah. or even even drew has like his page on instagram and everybody else does where it's like oh here's this 10 minute video that relates to this this month these two health tips like mm-hmm. start small yeah you know because what do people do on instagram they yeah you know like if you have a shorter video you might grab more people's attention Mm -hmm. because what ryan brought into the conversation was like behavior of people Mm -hmm. and like he started talking where you're like oh yeah that makes total sense you know he's like you don't want to engage so much right away because people's attention spans these days are like 10 seconds yeah you know so he's like start small and i'm like yeah i'm just so excited (laughs) you know like it's just my brain doesn't want to turn off right you know it's just and you want to educate people. And I think that's so great that you just want to give this information. It's not like you're looking for something yeah. to gain here. It's no, like I'm not just gaining wanna, anything. Yeah. You yeah. just want to help people. And you've I been just, on this health journey for a while now, right? So Yeah. Like, I just, I want, I want to, like, genuinely just help people. Yeah. Like, my reward is that. Yeah. Like, if I can have a conversation with you or Alexa or Adam or Drew or whoever's been on mm-hmm. the podcast and they say something where someone might be listening, like, Oh, I never looked at it like that. And then all yeah. of a sudden you change something so minute in your life. Mm-hmm. We're like, man, that like really helped. Like, oh, 10 minute breathing in the morning. Never thought of that. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Like, you know, just simple things. Yeah. Like even turning a hot shower to a cold shower. Yeah. It's quite beneficial. People don't want to do it. Yeah. But it's, it's uncomfortable. Only, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing with technology has made us so lazy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, like so lazy. Yeah. And it's like it's. It's great that technology is like making things easier, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there's a flip side to it mm-hmm. where it's like you don't have to leave your house for anything anymore. I know it's crazy. And it's like it's madness. Yeah. It's just I, I the general direction now and you know, you're a mom now mm-hmm. and it's like it's worrying. It scares like, me a little bit actually thinking of the future of our country and the world and bringing yeah. kids into this world. It's like what is it going to look like? That's what I was going to ask you. Like yeah. what are your thoughts on like raising kids in this world now like and who knows what five years will bring what winter time's gonna bring like you know it's it's wild i worry because i mean i have a daughter as you know and i grew up in a time we didn't have social media like Mm -hmm. we do now and even i struggle a bit with social media now and i'm in my 30s yeah and i can only imagine a girl who's a teenager and looking at all these photos that are so curated Mm -hmm. and fake so fake fake. and yeah i just that part of it really worries me um the stuff about like the world and the climate of the world i don't know it's hard to say because it's hard to to know what's going to happen and what's going to unfold in these next um few years i guess Mm -hmm. we'll see what really happens with our leader and the choices that they make but it is kind of scary the talk of things that are going on and like the digital id and not to get all like down that rabbit hole but that's something to think about. It is, and yeah. it's actually terrifying. But the thing is that's also scary is that there's going to be people that think it's good. There's mm-hmm. going to be people that think the um, only, like, the no cash, what's cashless society, like, mm-hmm. that's going to be a good thing. And everything you do is going to be recorded and just have access to every part of your life and, like, the social credit so- score and like living like even like Zuckerberg's idea of like the metaverse. Yeah. Like where like you can like that. digitally plug in and you can meet up with your friends at a pub, you can go shoot pool and I'm like That is so what? twisted to like, me. Yeah, it just seems so and did foreign. You, and they, they I did actually just saw a video of where they're gonna 
create pain. Like, so if you're wearing the hazmat suit or something, yeah, like that, yeah. So you can actually feel pain in the metaverse. There's people <laughs> buying it's called real life. <laughs> yeah, like there's people buying land in the metaverse for millions. This is yeah, insane. it's crazy. I know. I know. It's just so weird. I I don't understand it. Like, I don't know how all that stuff works, mm-hmm. but I just. It's like go outside, go into the mountains for like a day or two, yeah. And you'd be like, oh, like fuck yeah. the metaverse, like go out, go out in nature, yeah. Like go ground yourself or mm-hmm. whatever, walk in a forest with no shoes on, like yeah. go feel this amazing planet. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's so many nights where I come out of the sauna. You know, obviously it's not it's been raining a lot, but and I'll just like stare up at the stars. I'll be like, oh man, like mm-hmm. is there someone else doing the exact same thing right now? Yeah, like just came out of the sauna and sweating and looking up at the sky like there's someone else on the planet doing mm-hmm. this you know it's i don't know i, th- I think just there's so much to life these days but mm-hmm. it just keeps getting pushed down mm-hmm. down down and people just you know like i again like social media like i set a limit on instagram for 10 mm-hmm. minutes but i find myself saying ignore it for today know. you know and it's in a file that says you crackhead and i'm like <laughs> i still do it you know and i'm like ah like because my rule like i took away from from rogan's podcast is posting ghost mm-hmm. you know get on post what you need to do get off because mm-hmm. it's just you can get stuck on it so i sort of took that one from him but then i find myself like what are you doing like ah like you know I don't know. take your phone to the bathroom like charge your phone in the kitchen not in your room mm-hmm. like you know it's just little things but i just saw something too that it said don't take your phone to the bathroom don't take your phone even on the couch with you when you're watching tv mm-hmm. like let yourself get bored let yourself think about things yeah like it's so true you're just so distracted and it's like i find myself doing it every spare moment i'm just like Reaching opening my it. phone yeah. it's like why and i don't want to I don't want to be like that for my daughter. Like she already loves phones. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I hate this. I don't yeah. want her growing up thinking like it's okay to stare at a screen. Yeah. Or and I had this discussion with Chaz actually the other day in the sauna or the other night. And I was like, is there a difference between staring at a phone, iPad, or watching TV? Cause there's something about a phone or a tablet that bugs me way more mm-hmm. than a TV. Mm-hmm. Like as a parent, it's like well, you can't take that TV with you. If I turn it off, sorry, you're done with the mm-hmm. TV. With the phone, it's like you can take it to the bathroom, you can take it outside, mm-hmm. you can take it, you know, like in the in the in the garage, you can take mm-hmm. it anywhere. And I'm like, is that what it is? Like because it's so accessible compared to a TV? Yeah, I don't know. And I think the things that you can do on it are endless. It's not just watching yeah. something. There's a supercomputer in your pocket. Yeah, like there's access to so many things, which also scares me. And just like navigating that with a child and a teenager. And yeah, we have to take it as a parent. They're going to grow up way different with social media and technology than even us that we did. We're in different times for sure. Exactly. And it's like we do have to come to terms with they do use iPads in school. Mm -hmm. It's like they do have their phones in their pockets sitting in school. Mm -hmm. And it's like do you want to be a helicopter parent mm-hmm. being like, no, I'm setting your phone at this. That's all you get, you know? Or do you expose them and be like, you know what? Go nuts. See what happens. Yeah. Like, do you let them hit like rock bottom or do you like, what is there's, I don't know what the guidance is when it comes to eventually our kids having phones. Like I know. I, my dad gave me a phone in grade 10. I was like, what do you give me this for? Yeah. Like, I don't want this brick. I like, know. It's, it's like, like an inch Nokia thick. And the, yeah, yeah. Nokia 2100 yeah. or whatever it was. I'm like, this is a paperweight. I don't I don't have this thing. I literally kept it in my backpack and never yeah. had it on me. But 
kids are getting phones like at the age of like Eileen now, like having yeah. a phone. And I'm like, there's not a chance in hell you're having a phone in even elementary. My nieces have like, phones. They're in grade like six and five. And yes, yeah, that's just wild. But that everybody's different. Like everyone's like, ah, either accept it or it's like, well, you're mm-hmm. going to keep fighting. You're going to keep fighting. Yeah. And then eventually you're going to be like, screw this. But like they don't have access to everything, though. And yeah. I know for my sister, she has. Like my niece isn't allowed TikTok and she's has like messenger for her friends, but it all goes to my sister's phone so she can see everything. It's not like she just has infinite reign, access yeah. to That's everything. a good way to do it. Because yeah. eventually it's gonna be like that left out thing. Yeah. Like you didn't totally. get invited to that party. Yeah. It's like, oh. Yeah. It's like it hits you. Now you're like, I don't care, I was in bed anyways, you know. Yeah. But as a teenager growing up, That's it's huge. Like, it's huge. Yeah. You know, like even the fundraisers at Glenwood, like like it was like jumbo freezies. I'm like, man, there's so much fucking sugar in that. I was mm-hmm. like, why do they keep, why do they keep having these fundraisers with garbage food? Like it bugs mm-hmm. me. And Katie's like, well, if she's the only one in the class that doesn't get a freezy, yeah, like that starts to like mental stuff. And I'm like, I get it. Yeah. But why is it freezies? Oh, why is it always garbage food? I like know, you know, hot lunches, easy. garbage food. But garbage food is everywhere though. Yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, and that part is. They, you, I think if you at home are really healthy and then on the outside, like when they're out with their friends or whatever, once in a while, they get to try those cheats. Yeah. Because, or treats, I meant to say, um, because you don't want to hold on too tight because then when they get the opportunity to try these things, they're going to be like, oh my God, why did my dad never let me have this? That's my problem. I, I'm so strict with myself, which is, I think is a good thing, bad thing. It's always Mm -hmm. a yin and yang with me. But when it comes to the kids, Katie's always has to be like calm down yeah i'm I'm so sorry (laughs) i can't help it because i'm so passionate about what i care about them yeah Yeah. which exactly but at the same time i don't want to be a helicopter parent but it's tough it's way harder like easier said than done i know you know where like you remember kids that you grew up with even in high school where it's like man tell your parents to relax you know and you're like now you're there you're like you're not doing this (laughs) like you know it's like you totally get it now Even though our parents constantly probably remind us, don't do that. You're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you go do it. And, like, I'm already at that stage. Like, they'll be jumping on the roofs out back and the little playhouses. I'm like, I'm just letting you know. You might yeah. fall. Like, yeah. I'm not going to stop you, but you're going to learn. You're going to learn mm-hmm. very quick. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you hear a kid scream. You're like, told you. Yeah, told you, you know, so. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, told you so. But And also the thing with, like, the cell phones is, like, I. it's really sad to see, like, when I see moms and dads outside walking their kids mm-hmm. and they're just staring at their phone i know i was like man like put the phone down mm-hmm. like enjoy the moment you have with your kids like i saw a clip with uh jordan peterson I talking yeah he's great mm-hmm. and uh, I, even though i don't understand every fourth word that comes <laughs> out of his mouth i really like enjoying listening to very someone who's very intelligent yeah. where you're like i don't get it but it makes sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> um he was like you don't get those years back mm-hmm. like those four when your kids are four or five or six yeah. years old that's a very special time mm-hmm. with your kids. Like, and pay attention because that'll yeah. be gone. And eventually, like, even Eileen's at the stage now where, like, I if I'm home in time from work, I'll go pick her up and she gets super excited. Mm-hmm. But then she'll be like, I'm going to go have a play date and then look at the mom. She's like, yeah, it's okay. Like, she doesn't want to come home. She just wants to go play because yeah. she's getting so social. And you're like, we're already at this phase. Yeah. Where How it's old like, is she now? She'll be seven tomorrow. Okay, seven. Yeah. Right. You did tell me that actually. Yeah. And so it's so sweet. Yeah. It's like, it's so fun. Like, kids are honestly like, I look at my kids sometimes. I'm like, can't believe you're like, you're yours. You're, you're mine. Yeah. You're like, how did you get like this? <laughs> 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 it's very entertaining. 
kids. I, yeah, very. My daughter is so funny. She doesn't look anything like me. So when I look at her, I'm like, oh, you're so beautiful, but don't even look like me. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't know. Kids are like the best. Like even mm-hmm. around Christmas time, we all got together at Sean's house and mm-hmm. Cody's like, man, being a dad is awesome, eh? I'm like, yeah, man. How many kids does Cody have? He just has the one. Okay. Yeah, Colt. Colt, Colt. Roxon. Uh-huh. I'm like, dude, your kid's going to be an athlete. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like a name like yeah. that. I'm like, I think it's Colt Decker Roxon. That's awesome. I'm like, bro. I was like, How old is he? Uh, I don't know. He's maybe not eight months. I guess. Mm. Yeah, he's not walking yet. I know that. That's much. I shouldn't. <laughs> that's terrible because every time someone has a kid, Katie's like, "Oh, like how much does it weigh? Like what's his name?" I'm just like, "I don't know." <laughs> guys and like, girls guys are different are that way, though. Like you didn't ask. Yeah. I'm like, no, I just said like, "How's it going?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. But um, I guess. Do you want to get into your experience you were gonna do? Sure. Yeah. 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 Your open book. I'm an open book. Okay. Well, yeah. tell me about it. Um. Okay. So just give a little bit of a backstory. I have a counselor. I see that I, that I started seeing about three years ago, actually when me and my husband started dating, I had been through so many terrible relationships and just so hurt by so many different men that walking into this relationship with my husband, I'm like, okay, he's so great. And I don't want to mess this up. So I started seeing a counselor And then I thought it was going to be like dealing with this relationship stuff. And then it obviously goes back so much further. (laughs) Yeah. Way deeper. The stuff about the relationships was like barely even touched on. It's obviously stuff from way before. And so a lot of stuff started coming up about my mom's accident. Do you remember my mom's accident at all? I don't know. Well, she, it was when I was five, but she like, yeah, but, um, cause you remember she had a prosthetic leg. Yes. Yeah. So my mom was in the crazy accident when I was five. She, um, her and a semi collided. They were, it was pitch black and they were treating the four way or the lights as a four, the stoplight was out. So they're treating as a four way and she collided with a semi she got ripped out of the windshield. Her leg got ripped off at the scene of the accident. Um, shattered her pelvis, shattered her jaw. It was just like horrific. Wow. And there was a nurse, which this is a crazy story. So there's a nurse that was behind her that was also heading to work. And she saw the whole thing. And she got out and did the tourniquet on my mom's leg. If she wasn't there, my mom would have died. Like my mom would have bled Blood to out, death. Yeah. Just the other day. Jesus. Yeah, just the other day, this girl that I know, she texted me and she's like, um, my aunt was the one that stopped and helped your mom. Oh, like wow. what? Out of nowhere. Just te- random yeah. text. And I'm you're like, like, who's this? Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> She's like my aunt, Tina Colby. She's the one that like saved your mom. I'm like, oh my God, how did that even come up? But, um, yeah. So just craziness at that time in life. And I grew up with this crazy fear of my mom dying and, um, I never really knew how traumatic it was for me until I started dealing with it actually. So until my thirties and my counselor suggested that we do this medicine work. So it's psychedelic therapy. And she said, it's really good for fears around death and losing loved ones and stuff like that. So I agreed to it almost a year ago. Mm -hmm. And then I just started doing research on it and 
I was so excited, and then I found out I was pregnant. So can't congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, that one was a little bit of a shock. It was oops, <laughs> but you know we're just doing it and getting the kids thing out of the way. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I'll do my medicine session next year after I've been breastfeeding all that and all that. But yeah, do you know much about it? Um, I listened to a podcast, of course, um, about it, and I know they were, they're doing, like, they're gaining a lot of, mm-hmm. like, acceptance now yeah. in the community, and I know there's, isn't there one in Vancouver? Is that where you're going to go? Um, no, she actually does it here in Langley. Oh, really? Okay. Um, but it's, it's still in, like, I guess you could say the trial phases. It was yeah. really big in the 60s, and then the war on drugs, um, it just, obviously. Just say no. Yeah, they weren't allowed <laughs> to do it. And then this doctor, he opened up the studies again and he went to the FDA and he got approved for, I guess, whatever it was, 100 studies. And then he just brought, obviously, a tons of evidence-based research. And um, yeah, so now it's getting more and more accepted. Yeah, because I've heard a lot of like veterans that come back yeah. will do it. Yeah. And it's like one of the ways they like deal with, yeah. you know, post or PSD or PTSD. PTSD. Yeah, and, big time. Um, yeah. And it's not PTSD isn't just from war. No, too. no. Yeah. Oh, you can have it from any any Anything, traumatic yeah. incident. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've listened to some pretty intense conversations about it where people were like bawling on podcasts, like talking about like these, uh, like they'd go, where did she go? I think she went down to Seattle and did, uh, I don't think it was, was it Ayahuasca? One of them. Yeah. And uh, it was so intense to listen to. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. Like, I almost felt like tearing up. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I think I was tiling a shower at a job. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, if the owners walk in right now, you're like, yeah, all right. Like, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it seems to be a huge help. Like, yeah. MDMA, mushrooms, yeah. like... Uh, ayahuasca ayahuasca i think is pretty intense that one i would never do ayahuasca but yeah. i mean yeah some people have done it and love it and swear by it but yeah not yeah and, and, and that's the funny thing about like because we've all sort of done yeah our, our things growing up <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was like it was always just to like get messed up yeah but now it's like no like i want to like discover new things totally it's like you totally change your mm-hmm. perspective on all that stuff mm-hmm. you're like I just, it's not about, I just want to see stuff move. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I want to pet a dog that's not there. You're like, yeah. what? Like, no, no, no. It's like, I want to discover, like, I want to yeah. like, sit down in like a forest and like feel the earth and like yeah. get grounded and all that type of stuff. But mm-hmm. that's why I think that well, hopefully everything yeah. works out. That's pretty interesting stuff though. I know. I'm really excited. And because with like talk therapy, they say that your right and your left brain can't connect always. So when you're in a situation and you have a little bit of help from the mushrooms or the MDMA or whatever, then it can actually access different parts of your brain that your body and your brain isn't willing to, which is talking. Mm -hmm. So I guess, would you, uh, would you be nervous to, would you be like when it comes to the moment, like sitting down, Hundred percent. like, is it like a tea? You taking like a tea? Um, I think it's, I think you would just eat it. Eat them. Oh, they taste so bad. Terrible. From what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yum, yum, yum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she actually wanted to do, um, um, a combination of MDMA and mushrooms for me. Interesting. Yeah. They kind of do case by case. So yeah. And I don't know actually how they make that decision, but hmm. yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It's an eight hour session. 
Yeah, you're in there for a while. You're in there. So all it's like day. you're laying down blindfolded. Is that what it um, is? I or? don't think so. So you're in a room, you're sitting on a couch, and you're with two counselors or two therapists, whatever. They're both trained in this, and they work in teams of two, obviously, just safer. And if you need more support and whatever it is, like they don't know what's going to come up for you. Um, yeah, and I honestly don't know what the day looks like but you yeah, take no it kidding. and then and there's like you have to do your preparation uh sessions and then you do sessions after to like process everything and Man, it's not just like crazy. a go in one day and you're done yeah it's yeah like you're leading like, up to it i'm and fixed yeah see ya yeah 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 i know like when i did counseling for my anxiety when i was like 25 or 26 like mm-hmm. if i think back now it's like i was a wreck mm-hmm. like a complete wreck i couldn't even talk to the guy because i was just like mm-hmm. like the knot in my throat was so tight mm-hmm. i'm like oh my god like there's definitely something and it was like that acceptance of death because you know our group of friends went through quite a bit yeah. of death you know mm-hmm. with like paul and andrew and Gemma and keith and yeah. had a guy at work literally almost die beside me and stuff oh. like that so i saw like a lot of intense stuff and i don't think i ever like fully dealt with it like you're saying yeah. like even when you're five years old all of a sudden it comes back you're like holy shit like i guess i didn't deal with this and i was sort of like the same route where i was afraid if i missed a phone call Mm -hmm. i'd be like isn't that crazy i remember at the end of that summer too it was i didn't even want to pick up my phone i'm like what's gonna happen after paul and keith and Gemma, and then i had lost one of my good friends from my childhood that december like before we lost them yeah so yeah that was terrible it messed with me for quite a few years yeah and even like to this day like i still like like feel like weird sometimes Mm -hmm. if i miss a phone call like and i probably think about death more than what i should Mm. but it's just something that it seems like it's like ingrained in me like even when i drive down 28th avenue by stokes pit yeah i still think i still think of john yeah like every time i drive down the street like it's literally just engraved in me where i'm like this is just who i am yeah and it's now our responsibility to learn to live with it or go get a treatment to helping live with this thought or be more accepting of it yeah you know so it's yeah yeah, summer of 07 was a tough year. I think I've talked yeah. about it a lot in like the podcast with people yeah. and stuff, but yeah, it's that was a rough year. Yeah. Did counseling help you? Um like do you think that you once you started counseling, did you go through like a proper grieving process of losing those people? It was it was now like almost it'll be ten years ago now, nine years ago, I think when I 25 26 so yeah about 10 years ago when i was dealing with it so it's sort of hard to remember the counseling sections but i imagine it did because i'm totally fine now but one of the best things that he told me was get your core group of friends sit them down tell them what's going on Mm. because i was too afraid to like even going to the gym was tough like Mm -hmm. i couldn't i didn't want to go to the clubs i didn't want to go to the movies i didn't want to do any of that stuff because it was just from the moment i woke up my head was like freight train and I couldn't eat. I'd eat, I'd gag every time I was trying to eat something. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God. Were you thinking of like worst case scenario, everything that could happen or. Um, I was afraid. I was afraid of like getting sick in public over being spaced out all the time. Mm -hmm. I was like, it it was like nervousness for me because I think what I, what I believe is like excitement, nervousness, and anxiousness. It's all sort of the same feeling in your body where it's like 
you know, like every night, like always linking it to the sauna, but like I'll do the cold plunge every night. And I get like, oh, here we go. Like mm-hmm. you get that nervousness, excitement. But that feeling in your chest is the same if you're nervous before like a road exam or mm-hmm. to write a test. And if I think back to how I felt when I was going through anxiety, like it's tough. It's tough to remember. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think it was maybe not grieving, mm-hmm. I guess. or I was grieving, but not knowing how to deal with it because I felt like I just wanted to be with my friends. Yeah. But I was scared to leave my house. Right. Where eventually I sat down, a bunch of the guys that were when T-Mac lived with Bort, mm-hmm. and I couldn't even talk. Like, I just broke. And all the guys were, like, looking at each other, like, the fuck is wrong with you? Aww. And I was like, I couldn't even talk. And I was just like, man, like, you guys have no idea. Like, my life is fucking in pieces right now. And eventually they're like, oh, like, okay, like, I get it. And then all of a sudden, because I opened up about it, Bort was like, you know what? I dealt with this shit for, like, six months straight every day. And then all of a sudden, you know, Vanessa reached out to me, like, you know what? I'm dealing with the same shit, too. And I was like, yeah. oh, like... As soon as you become vocal about it, yeah. you're not alone in it. And you're like, oh, I'm not a fucking weirdo that's yeah. going crazy. Yeah. Like, I couldn't watch certain shows anymore because I was like, I could do that. Like, I used to love watching Criminal Minds. Yeah. Couldn't watch it anymore. I was like, could I do stuff like that? I was like, oh, <laughs> like, shit. I was like, you know, I had to turn the TV on. I couldn't watch it anymore. I couldn't do certain things because, you know, like going out for me was so hard where I would say, call Lenny. And he'd be like, hey, man, you coming over? I'll be like, yeah. But I'm like sort of freaking out right now. And he'd be like, oh, okay. Like, you're good, man. Like, this is what we're doing tonight. And he like, people like trying to like calm me down. But at first I tried covering it up with alcohol. Yeah. Because alcohol felt like if I got really drunk to a point that I didn't feel anything. Yeah. And I was like, you know, which is pretty typical. I think with most people that, yeah, you know, so become you, alcoholics yeah. or whatever, you're numbing yourself. But in the end, it's way worse for you, of course. But I eventually I just came to it and, and, and Katie helped me a lot. Like I think I ended up going to her natural path at the time and, you know, taking that weird medicine or whatever yeah. and uh, and uh, just being vocal about it. But eventually I felt like I outgrew it. Right. And if it ever did pop up, I wasn't like instant fear, locked up, you're shorting your breath and everything. Mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, you're doing this? Okay, yeah, do your thing. And then within two minutes... I would forget. Right. And then all of a sudden it would disappear. So I almost use like the power of forgetfulness to forget that I was having a bit of an episode or whatever you want to call it. And I was like, oh yeah, like whatever. Yeah. You know, and I just, I just felt like I outgrew it. And I was like, yeah. And then now like it, it doesn't happen like at all. So I think just that you were able to sit down with your friends and open up to them about it. That's huge. It was super hard. And you know what? That actually says a lot about you and how strong you actually are. Because a lot of people wouldn't be able to do that. Like that takes a lot of courage to do that. And that was probably the first turning point for the better for you. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. And it's it makes you like when you talk to someone about anxiety or depression, like I, even though I never really dealt with depression, it was mostly just anxiety. Mm-hmm. Some people like you're just more mentally tough. You know what I mean? Like I always look at like Dave. Like, Dave was, like, one of the most mentally tough guys mm-hmm. I've ever met where you try and talk to someone about it. Like, they have no idea. Like, what do you mean you feel spaced out? Like, you get weirded out about everyday life. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Even I'm not saying I had that conversation mm-hmm. with him, yeah. but it was, like, people that are so mentally strong, like, don't really fully understand. Like, mm-hmm. I don't fully understand depression. 
I've never mm-hmm. dealt with it. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't really know. Like, what do you mean? Why are you sad? Like, it's fucking beautiful out. You have a good group of friends. Like, mm-hmm. why are you sad? You know, like, I it's hard to understand. But as soon as you bring it up and try and explain it to people, like, look, like, mm-hmm. it's fucking my life up mm-hmm. to a point where I can't eat and I can't even go to the gym. Like, it's hard for me to see you guys. Like, it, mm-hmm. you don't understand it. But, and it, it never got to, like, a suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was like, it'd be easier if I just didn't wake up for five years. Yeah. And then I'd wake up and it'd be, it would be gone. Yeah. Like I was too scared to like face it head on. But one of the things that I always told myself was like, I'll never take a pill mm-hmm. to like beat this. Like I am mentally strong enough because you can get mentally stronger. You could build mm-hmm. up your, you know, your protective shield. You can mm-hmm. make it thicker and thicker. Um, and yeah, I never did any pills. I never did anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I just, I just fought my way through the weeds and eventually came out on the other side. But yeah. obviously we've helped from friends and Katie and yeah. family members and stuff. And, um, yeah, I just eventually said, see ya. Yeah. I'm not dealing with you anymore. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So eventually like if I see something happening in my own kids, I'll be like, oh, I recognize this. Yeah. You know, because I think going through it for those two years yeah it sucked every day waking up for two years mm-hmm. is a long time to wake up and be like oh here we go again and then again and again and mm-hmm. again like for two years um i think i became like a better person because of it for sure. so i try and not mm-hmm. pull the negatives out of it like any situation i get into now it's like okay jamie what did you learn mm-hmm. don't do that again don't do this again okay well that worked. keep that one in the you know the memory bank or whatever yeah. it is but I try and look at every aspect. Yeah. And that's one of the things, like, my resilience has gone up quite high from sitting in a cold plunge every night. Mm-hmm. Because I relate it now to everything that I do in my life. I'm like, oh, this is tough right now. It's like, is this harder than sitting in 38-degree mm-hmm. water for four minutes? You're like, no. That's awesome. You know, so yeah. it's like I relate it back to, yeah. you know, just being passionate about health or sitting in a super hot sauna. Right. You know, same thing. I just build yeah. up your resilience and you're like, oh, this ain't shit now. Yeah. You know, that's just the way I look at it. So. Well, and I think we go through things in life and come out on the other side and we can use that to help people and to have more yeah. compassion for people. And, you know, and everyone has their stuff. Like no one lives a perfect life. I don't care who you are. Like it may look perfect on the outside, but everyone has their own issues. Everyone has yeah. their own stuff going on. Yeah. And that's where I think like social media is a great tool. But at the same time, you have to be so careful with it because it's like, oh, man, like this guy's renovating his house. He got a new car. It's yeah. like, yeah, but his marriage might be shit. He's not going to show you that. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like it's like almost two face. Yeah. Like, you know, like people show you what they want you to see. Yeah. Like I saw it was a meme a while ago and it was like an apple. And I was like, oh, life is good. And then you turn it around yeah. and like the apple's like half gone. You're like, yeah. not really. Like people don't want to show you their bad side. Yeah. You know, where it's like this podcast has exposed who I am. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes people are like, probably like, shut the fuck up already, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, whatever, this is me. Like, if you don't like it, like whatever, no, I don't good. care. And it's good to talk about things. It actually yeah. makes you stronger. And like you said, like when you sat with your friends and like expressed what was going on, nothing would have changed if you didn't shine the light on it, you know? Yeah. So you have to talk about it. You have to get it out. And where'd you get the idea from? I guess it was from your counselor originally. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of the idea that when she first brought it up, you're like, really? I was a little thrown off at first. Not thrown off, but like when I left, I just thought about it. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do it. It just was so scary for me. Um, then I talked about it with my husband and I just did some research into it. And I'm like, actually, 
I think this would be really great. Yeah. And then I just, yeah, talked to her more about it and finally just made the decision. And it's funny because once I made the decision, it all felt really good. And yeah, I was just so excited. So I was actually super bummed when when I I couldn't (laughs) do it. But yeah. Yeah. No, I was actually just really shocked when I found out. But yeah. Yeah. Well, that should be interesting then. Like, did you look up like, Like, have you listened to like a lot of podcasts or information about it? Videos on it, like some documentaries and different TED talks and stuff. I haven't listened to any podcasts, but I'd be totally. Yeah, um, I should. I know I've listened to a few. Yeah, send them to me. Yeah, I'll send them to you. Yeah, yeah, because it's 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 complicated because you're dealing with the human mind, Mm -hmm. and they're talking about like consciousness and everything, Mm -hmm. and you're like, which is like another. I don't know. I've listened to like two or three podcasts and they're talking about like consciousness and stuff. I'm like, how do you even think like that? Yeah. It's so complicated. I can't even, mm-hmm. I can't, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, it's like every decision is already pre-made and stuff. You've already made that decision, mm-hmm. but you're just trying to understand that decision before you've mm-hmm. actually done the movement. And I'm like, what? I know. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. That's the problem with me. I think my mind is, it's always going, yeah. always going. And that's why, like, I started meditating in the morning for 10 minutes because I'm like, okay, well, I get up and I'm already anxious about the day. It's like, settle down. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I get up early. Yeah. So then the house is still quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm up at 530. I get to enjoy my cup of coffee and chill. And Have you always been a morning person? Not always, no. Not until I had kids, Yeah, of course. But because uh, when I was born, it didn't make sense for me to go to the gym after work anymore because mm-hmm. then I was losing out on time to spend with her. So I sacrificed going to bed earlier and then or not sacrificing or whatever you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so then i started training at 5 a.m mm-hmm. so then i was like okay well i'll get up early so then i can spend more time with my kids and if now only so like the last couple of months i told katie i'm like i gotta go back to training after work mm-hmm. you know like there's a big barn i built next door and Chaz made like a full gym That's awesome. so we just work out there and i don't need to go anywhere now but um but yeah it's it was something I changed, but now I, I, I love getting up early because mm-hmm. I love being so productive. So start early, mm-hmm. like be productive when everybody else is sleeping, mm-hmm. you know, like that's the way I look at it. So getting up at five thirty, I still go to bed. Like I can't stay up past like 10. I need a like, Oh <laughs> my God. That sounds like a nightmare being up past 10. Yeah. I'm like in bed by eight sometimes. It depends, yeah. but. Well, my routine, like pretty active on my feet all day and then doing a sauna and then a cold plunge and then mm-hmm. a sauna back to then a cold shower and then I have sleepy time tea after that I'm just like <laughs> I can't yeah. like my body's like Katie sometimes like we'll be sitting in bed and it'll be like 9 30 and she'll go have a quick shower take her makeup off mm-hmm. and I'll just look at it I'll be like shutting down in three two and like <laughs> powering power down. powering down like I have an aura ring and it tells me like how fast I fall oh, asleep ha- is that what that is yeah and uh Those are awesome. yeah it's cool to figure out like your resting heart rate when you sleep mm-hmm. and how good was your REM sleep and how fast mm-hmm. you fell asleep the temperature of your body like oh, and sleep everything. is so important like yes. good sleep is so important for your health and your brain and oh like it, you listen to like Matthew Walker mm-hmm. he's a sleep expert blow your mind like he's he has so his good. own podcast and he's been on Rogan a bunch mm-hmm. and it's like, whoa, like everything evolves around sleep mm-hmm. and your circadian rhythm yeah. and exposure to sunlight. And, mm-hmm. you know, like if you want to wear blue light glasses at night mm-hmm. and, you know, like, but even if I watch TV at night, which I do, 
it's maybe half an hour mm-hmm. and it doesn't affect me at all because by the time so 9 30 comes around i'm yeah. like crash well, and you've been working all day so you're yeah exhausted yeah the body's like all right we're done yeah. but it's good to know because if you have a super active life and you're working out and you have kids and stuff it's good to understand your body because it's like sometimes you'll like even if you have a couple of drinks before you go to bed, which is terrible, of course, mm-hmm. which we used to do all mm-hmm. the time. Like when you wake up, your readiness score will be like your heart rate was elevated for however amount of time. Probably take today off because your body really didn't recover that much. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, oh, I shouldn't go as hard on my workout today or maybe just do some stretching today. So like you understand mm-hmm. what your body's going through. And that's what I, I'm getting like just more and more addicted to like understanding how your body operates that's awesome but it's it's annoying sometimes i guess my, my <laughs> like mind I like too much now well it's not even knowing too much sometimes you listen to too much information yeah. where you don't take it in and like i'll think about future podcasts and i'll be i'm trying to find an astrophysicist to talk to because i love learning about space mm-hmm. and i'll be watching how the universe works in bed and i'll be like oh like i'll be learning about like uh like the Milky Way galaxy and the new James Webb telescope and all this type of stuff. And all of a sudden I'll be like, Oh, that's a cool question. And I'll run to the kitchen and say it into my phone under like the astrophysicist notes. And I'll have like 20 questions already. What I want to ask someone and I'll go back to bed and I'll be like, Oh, that's another one. Run back to the kitchen. <laughs> and I'm like, man, just like, it doesn't want to like turn off. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's sometimes annoying, but I'd, I think I'd rather be this way than not. Mm-hmm. I'd rather well, be because you always want to be learning and growing and yeah, yeah, keep the brain young and healthy. Yeah, that's another thing is like brain health, like mm-hmm. challenging your brain, right? Yeah. Like, I always have like these thoughts in my head where it's like, even if something's not challenging, we'll make it challenging. Mm-hmm. Like work smarter, not harder, but at the same time, make it challenging. Because mm-hmm. like I live by. Like, if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, to the human body. Like, so true. You know? So it's, like, I sort of live off, like, these certain sayings. Like, yeah. I live off, like, the classic no excuse. Mm-hmm. Like, I talked to this guy, I don't know, probably a month or so ago from the Netherlands. We talked on Zoom. And he's, like, called, like, the island's Iceman. And he goes swimming in the North Sea for every day for the last 21 years. Wow. And it's, like, freaking cold. Like, he's sometimes in there with, like, ice and he's like floating around in the North Sea. I'm like, bro. Oh my god. And he's in there for like 15 minutes at a time. And I'm That's like, holy wild. crap. And he has to get up, drive to the beach, do his little routine, go swim around for 15 minutes, come out, walk around a bit, and then back in for another 15, no. which is crazy. Like, and I'm like, man. And and then he goes home, works at the local brewery. And then it's on like a little island that has like 12,000 people. Crazy. And that's his routine for the last 21 years. And he's like, if I knew I was going to miss the following day, I would do it twice the day before. So he has not literally missed a day in 21 years or 20 and a half years. This is the guy that you talked to? Yeah. How did you get a hold of him? Like, how did you find this guy? Uh, Because I follow so many like hot cold therapy things on Mm -hmm. Instagram. Like he sort of popped up and there's this guy floating in ice. And I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? So I just instagram message him and then i was like hey man like i'd be love to talk to you about why you do what you do and then yeah okay and then talked to him for like 40 minutes on zoom wow that's awesome yeah like i reach out to like so many people like i don't there's no harm in asking of course so i've reached out to like neil degrasse tyson like the Mm -hmm. famous astrophysicist i'm like there's no way this guy's gonna get back to me but might as well Mm -hmm. and like i emailed like two other astrophysicists one of them actually emailed me back saying uh, like, sorry, I'm just so busy, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Cause he's on one of the shows that I watch and I'm like, man, I would love to talk to that guy. Cause I find like just a universe 
the most fascinating it, it, thing. Yeah. That's why there's like star facts behind me and stuff. You know, it's like I love just learning about uh, space. It's crazy to think about how and it's forever expanding. Forever. Like, it's forever crazy. like this new like that james webb telescope that got launched on christmas last year will see farther back in time than any human eyes ever seen so when the pictures come back it'll be literally like what is it is it eight hundred thousand years like after the big bang that's insane and i'm just like they're gonna like discover such like how nebulas are formed and like how galaxies are formed hopefully and find like see the first stars ever created and how they were created and i'm like oh my god like, like new pictures are coming in i think in the summer and i'm like so oh excited. i'm so excited <laughs> but i reached out to this phil guy and he said he was too busy i'm like okay well i'll reach back in six months so then i reached out to him again he's like oh you know sorry i'm like, okay we'll touch base again and mm -hmm. i'm like i'm just gonna keep, keep trying eventually doing you like mm -hmm. hey you know what i got an hour on wednesday at three i'll be like done persistence Let's do pays it. off yeah, mm -hmm. but I need to be ready. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I have, I had a politician come on. Um, it was a while ago now. Mm -hmm. uh, Takeo Van Popta, and uh, he's like Langley Aldergrove. Oh, okay, and now he's in like Ottawa from like Monday to Friday, and flies back on the weekends. And I emailed him again, saying, "Hey, a lot has changed since we last spoke. I would love to have you back on mm -hmm. the podcast." And talk about like what the hell's going on in Canada right now mm -hmm. because I don't really know politics that that mm -hmm. well, but everyone now is like, what is going on? Yeah, like because it seems crazy. Yeah, and I'd like love to have you back on, and then his team, you know, eventually reached back out to me, and hopefully at the end of the month he's going to come back on. That's exciting. But um, it was really nerve wracking talking to someone you don't know, and yeah. someone who's like a politician yeah. when you're like, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> you get like nervous, you get mm -hmm. scared, you start sweating, you're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, what am I going to say? Yeah, but this time I'm going to have like preset questions mm -hmm. like just i'll have like brainstorm like at next drew's hopefully coming on in the next couple of weeks or something like that and i already have like 25 questions about right. just health and stuff that i want to understand better um because i i try and direct like podcasts sort of like this mm -hmm. where we're just like free-flowing conversations and it can sort of go anywhere but i feel like i need to like prep more sometimes mm -hmm. when i'm talking to like someone who's like an expert in their field yeah. where it's like Oh yeah, I forgot to ask you that. Damn, like why didn't I, why don't you just have like a little sticky note here, mm -hmm. you know, and just have those questions be like, okay, like, all right, next question. I was always thinking about this, and then yeah. they can answer because I think sometimes I know when I listen to podcasts, they'll be talking about something and I'll be waiting for the answer, and then all of a sudden it goes off yeah. in the other direction. And you're like, yeah. no, like I really wanted to know mm -hmm. that, you know, like especially if it's someone who's been on before and is potentially going to come back. It's yeah, yeah, like you uh, get this to know them better and. Yeah, this new podcast I started listening to, Max. Damn, what's his name again? I always forget his last name. But um, I follow him on Instagram, too. He's like a big nutritionist guy. Mm. It's called, like, The Genius Podcast. And he was talking about this guy. He was talking to this guy about, uh, like, breathing. Mm -hmm. And he was talking. I was like, oh, please ask about mouth taping. Because, mm -hmm. you know, and he was like, oh, what are your thoughts on mouth taping? But the guy's answer was, like, nothing and i was like man there's more to that yeah like there's a whole book called breathe that i can't mm -hmm. recommend enough and uh i was like man like i thought he was gonna go more into detail than he did and i was like shit yeah like i was like i, I want to know more it's so funny because i've been seeing that everywhere now like people taping their mouths and everything yeah. and i've been looking for more information on it or like why is snoring so bad mm -hmm. and because we've normalized snoring right but it's actually not normal no and yeah, I just, I haven't found anyone that's given me some good information on it. A uh, book by James Nestor, I think is his name. And um, 
Yeah, it's called breathe. And that's mm-hmm. what got me into tape my mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you do it? Yeah, I've been doing it for, I did it after listening to the book. I did it for like six months. Yeah. And then. Did you notice any changes in your body? No, it's tough to tell. Yeah. I think it's. Because yeah. it's a combination of you're doing a bunch of other things too, right? It's not like you just did that one thing. It's you've been. I compile more yeah. and more and more on. Yeah. But um, after listening to that book, it was like fascinating to learn about, you know, why people deal with allergies mm. because of breathing why people have to get teeth removed like our jaw at first was developed to hold all the teeth but it wasn't until we started chewing like processed food right. more and your jaw is not getting challenged because everything is so soft and everything so it's like it's just crazy to learn about how our whole jaw structure has changed like this guy went back to like these old tombs and examined jaws where they're like full of teeth beautiful white teeth and everything Mm -hmm. but everything has changed and stuff like that because we're eating less meat like you're not tearing meat apart Mm -hmm. all the time like challenging your jaw and developing the strength in your teeth and it was just crazy where people with like scoliosis could like breathe their spine straight and stuff it was crazy stuff that's insane and yeah it's called breathe and it was like i've listened to it now twice i'm like man every time i listen Mm -hmm. to this i'm like this was crazy like and nobody talks about it. like this yeah. most simplest thing like breathing everyone's like oh you breathe correctly like oh, i think so it's like nobody does yeah like nobody to, to does. get those good deep breaths like yeah like, diaphragmatic breaths yeah we're not yeah. supposed to breathe through our mouth mm-hmm. like you're supposed to breathe through your nose mm-hmm. like you know it nose cools the air down better it's better for nitric oxide production in your mm-hmm. system it like uh filters the air way better and everything because there's no hairs in your mouth like yeah. the hairs do in your nose and mm-hmm. everything right so it's I love like learning stuff like that where you're like, what? Yeah. Like you learn something, you're like, huh? You like scratch your head. You're like, Mm -hmm. no way. And then, you know, but it's crazy what breathing can do for your nervous system too. Like feeling anxious or yeah. Just the breath work. Mm -hmm. You learn about like, you know, those monks that I think in the book, like I was an audible, like reading, Mm -hmm. I just fall asleep. Um, (laughs) So he was saying like, there's these different monks that, can like control the temperature from one hand to the other where they can like sit in the snow and like the snow will melt on their left hand but he's still frozen in the right just from like breathing techniques and stuff you're like what like just so in tune with their body yeah like even wim hof right like Mm -hmm. you try wim hof breathing it's Mm -hmm. like you go from holding your breath for like i can hold it for like a minute and then like the final like three or four times you're doing the Wim Hof method, it's like you're like three and a half minutes. You're like, wow, I never Can thought I could do that. Can you hold your breath for three and a half minutes? Uh, when I was doing it, yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah. And that's when you're breathing out. Right. And then not having, because you're overfilling your lungs with oxygen or whatever it is. And then you breathe it all out and then you hold your breath. Mm-hmm. And then you just stay there because you're saturated your system. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And you can just YouTube a video and you sit there on your couch, you do this breathing technique and you're like, holy shit. Within like a couple rounds of doing it, you go from like minute and a half or two to, to three and you're like, wow, this is crazy. That's crazy. So, but I think little things that are such like programmed in our head to do. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, because I think in that book it said, was it five breaths every, what is it? Five breaths, five seconds. Uh, I forget. But it's in the book, but it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's such a good book. I'm interested to read it. Yeah. Like, I love audiobook books, too. Like, um, Kevin Hart's audiobook was super good, Mm. super motivating. David Goggins was really good. Oh, David Goggins. I listened to him on on Rogan. He's He's crazy. (laughs) He's nuts. Like, like I don't know if you know Nick Hick. He's doing that big uh, trail hike right now from... I don't. 
he's doing the PCT trail because mm. he lives right down the road and he was coming over for uh, hot cold therapy like for literally like a month and a half straight mm-hmm. like every night I was in there and he's doing the PCT PCT trail right now which is 4,400 kilometers and it's from literally touched like the border of Mexico mm-hmm. and then to Manning Park mm-hmm. like That's he's crazy. just walking the whole thing by himself it's like six months He's got to do about 25K a day. Is he doing it right now? Yeah, he's, he's on the trails right now. That is, is he documenting it? Yeah, he's got a YouTube channel. Crazy. Yeah, and he just like uh, uploaded, I think, his Instagram thing, like saying bye to his dog and his wife at the airport and his parents oh, and stuff. Yeah, no oh. kids, so it's yeah. not, it's still possible to do. But uh, yeah, so he's, yeah, he's on this journey right now. Wow. Yeah. How long has he been on the trail for? Uh, I think he started on Hiking Sunday. Oh, so like really recent. Yeah, yeah, really recent. That's cool. It's crazy. Yeah. Like sleeping in a tent. Then there's like certain, like, because you cross through, I don't know how many towns Mm -hmm. or whatever, like check-in points. So you just like refuel back on the trail. Yeah. And away you go. That's wild. What an accomplishment though. Like we talk about it almost every night of Chaz and Alexa come over in the sauna. We're like, Man, like it's like we all like miss Nick. <laughs> it's like Nick's <laughs> on this trail. We're like, oh man, like it's it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, like what he's doing. But it, it, you tell some people like, why why would you want to do that? I'm like, you're already missing the point. Yeah, totally. Like you know, it's like it's such a journey. Yeah, it's so far. The things that you would learn about yourself, do you? Just yeah, being out there alone. Yeah, that's what we were all saying to him. I was like, you know, like I have no doubt you'll finish it. Mm-hmm. But what I said to him before he left, I was like, I was like, remember Goggins' rule that most men quit at forty percent. Mm. I was like, when you're tired and you're down, you're like, you're at 40%. Keep mm-hmm. going. Like, keep mm-hmm. going. And I said, I'm like, if you're ever down where you're like, I'm done, I'd be like, would Goggins quit? <laughs> and <laughs> yes. he's like, ah. <laughs> like, you know, but he's not in the quitting nature. Yeah. Like, he's a beast. He's built for the trails. Yeah. And he's just a monster of a guy. So it's. How old is he? Nick is. He graduated with you guys, I think. Oh. Did he go to Brooksworth? Yeah. What was his last name? Hick. You Hick, know, you yes know Jordan I, Hick. He graduated yeah. the year before we did, and then I Nick and Nick. John. I think John I do. Yeah, you, you I have someone Nick. in my mind that I think it is. He was uh-huh. always playing basketball all the time in high school. I don't know. I, I, I didn't. I, I'm picturing him kind of short though, but he's not short. Nick now is probably like six, two. You'll have to show me a picture after because yeah. I think I think I do know who it is. Yeah crazy good for him go nick <laughs> yeah go nick <laughs> that's yeah. awesome because what i was saying to him was like what's going to be crazy is when you come back and adjust back to life mm-hmm. you might have to like go back to work mm-hmm. you're working for the city of delta and it's like you're gonna have to get up and be like i'm driving on a road to go to yeah, work it's gonna be when different. two three weeks ago or whatever how long it takes for you to go like it's gonna be a bit of a mind fuck yeah a little bit because even when you go away, like even if I go to my cabin to see my dad, mm-hmm. for those three, four days I come home, I'm like, ah, I'm so used to waking up and looking out at a lake and, and mm-hmm. everything. And then all of a sudden you wake up and look in your backyard and sit and you're like, huh. I know. It's like a weird adjustment. I'm like, what is six months going to be like? Maybe he'll find a new path. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. So, cause we're going to try and maybe do like a zoom podcast yeah. when he's like maybe a couple months in or something. But I'm like, when you get back and you feel good, I'm like, come back in the podcast, we'll sure. have some whiskey, we'll smoke a cigar. I was yeah. like, come on, like, let's just hang out. But yeah. it should be interesting, but it's crazy. Like 25 K a day is 
That's crazy. That's Good for him. Yeah. Like and when I hear stuff like that, like people like that's what I was saying to him. I was like, I listen to a lot of like crazy people like Goggins. Mm-hmm. He's just a freak of nature and Cameron He's Haynes beast. and all yeah. those type of guys. But I'm like, you're the only person I know personally that has is going to attempt something that's like twenty two hundred miles of walking and hiking mm-hmm. through up on like high mountains down into the desert, like mm-hmm. going through different temperature changes, everything. And all you have is your freaking hiking boots and good jacket, sleeping bag in your backpack, like tent, food. That's all you got. That's crazy. Like walking poles, you yeah. know. <laughs> it's like I don't know anyone that's ever attempted something like no, this. No. And it's so cool to be friends with them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, just that's it's amazing. Yeah. We're at a party, I was saying to Katie the other night, and I was like, part of me is like jealous. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> you know, like in a bit. crazy way. You know, <laughs> yeah. like like, man, that's fascinating that you're doing that. If you didn't have kids, would you go do it? I'd have to get my body way more in tune. Mm. But like yeah. if everything, if the stars were aligned. Would you go? Yeah, if I was more into hiking, mm-hmm. I think. Like, there's still, like, some personal goals that I want to do. Like, I want to run from where Horseshoe Bay Ferries goes over to Langdale to the Sunshine yep. Coast. I want to run from there to my cabin. It's about Is your cabin on Sackanaw? Sackanaw. Sackanaw, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I want to run from the ferries to my cabin. I think it's about 75K. Wow. But um, I've, I've had knee – there's a lot going on in the knees and hips and – I'm trying to retrain everything again. Mm-hmm. So eventually if I can get back to running and training and adding size and strength to my legs, I, I, I definitely do want to attempt that because I'll just be like a day of running. Mm-hmm. It's not like six months on the road because mm-hmm. I can't really leave for six months. It's, yeah. not, it's not possible now. Yeah. Well, it is, but I'd be a shithead. But um, yeah, there's still like, you know, I want to get back and like doing the grouse grind. Like mm-hmm. I want to start doing stuff that's like more challenging. Yeah. You know, because it, it's just just passionate about it people say it's an addiction but right you know it's yeah whatever the gross grind is challenging you done it <laughs> yeah, yeah a couple <laughs> times but yeah not for a long time it's a good it, push it's hard yeah it's short but it's like you try and run it like it'll destroy you you've ran it no no okay no. <laughs> like oh my <laughs> no. god good for you no no it, you can't well there are people that have run it and have done it in like 20 minutes or whatever oh is, i did it with my brother's hockey group before and there was yeah the younger guys were just running up like it was no thing i'm like oh my god yeah like i first attempted it years ago i think when i was still living at like at my dad's house and cody used to do it for rug or for hockey and he's like dude don't try and run it i'm mm-hmm. like man i'm in the best shape of my life let's go for it and like two minutes later i'm like oh my legs yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. everything just sort of slowed down i was like oh okay i yeah. get it you know, but I think, uh, was it Stu Barn? Stu Barnger? Mm. I think he did it in like 33 minutes or something. That doesn't shock minutes. me. Yeah. He probably has a wicked time. Yeah, yeah. One time I was doing it. This actually was with the hockey team again. And I was doing it with my dad and one of the young guys. Everyone was way ahead of us. I'm like, I can't do it. I'm turning around. I was like halfway. My dad's like, Caitlin, do not turn around. It's going to be way harder. I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. care. I have to go back. trembling. Literally took me so long to get down. <laughs> I yeah. turned around. I think I was hungover or something, but it was terrible. Yeah. I just finished watching this documentary on Netflix called 14 Peaks. Mm. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm-mm. This guy hikes like the 14 of the highest mountains like in the world. Crazy. In like less than like seven months. Do you remember Brent Seal from Brookswith? Yes. He was a... Passed away, didn't he? Yeah, but he was on the mountain. He was actually mountain climbing. Yeah. And I don't know which mountain he was on, but he had um, some goals to do some of the bigger mountains of the world. But yeah, yeah, terrible. So sad. Yeah, because that was recent, wasn't it? Yeah. A couple Mm -hmm. months ago? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's crazy. My mom's really close with um, his mom, Susan Seal. Oh, damn. So sad. But uh, doing something he loves, he was, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah. Out of all the totally. negatives. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, like that. Like th- in that documentary, like the first mountain he does, he wakes up hungover and then he hikes this freaking mountain and it's so intense. That's crazy. Like you see, you see guys talk about this guy and you're like, that's impossible. You can't do that. And mm-hmm. then he just like crushed it in like seven months. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? It's crazy. Like it's, I love just seeing like human capability, mm-hmm. like that free solo one on Disney with, um, what's his name again? I always forget people's names for some reason when I get on the microphone. But um, he does uh, Yosemite Park. Oh, okay. Up this huge cliff face. Someone was just telling me about this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he did it with no rope. That's insane. It's like you watch it and you're sitting there just sweating. I don't even think I could watch it. Like, that's terrifying. There's like the Dawn Wall is on Netflix. That's really good. Like, it's got this guy... Because there's all these different faces you can climb. They all have, like, mm-hmm. these names and everything. And if you climb any of them, you're an extraordinary climber. Mm-hmm. And this guy was going to do this face that no one's ever done because they said it was literally impossible. And him and his friend attempted it by living on the mountain and not getting off the mountain until they finished it. And this, the lead climber, which, again, I forget his name, of course, um, got through this one part was, like, one of the most impossible faces to do. And but they were going to do it together, and he ended up getting like all these different points up higher than his friend. His friend could not do this part, and it got to the point where he was like, "Dude, his friend's like, dude, just go on. Like, I can't, you know, I cannot get across this reach. It was a crazy reach too. Mm-hmm. It was like eight, like just stretched out and everything." And his other buddy who uh, did it, he was like, he was like so far ahead. He's like, "I." want to do this with you mm-hmm. he's like i'm not going any further i'll wait for you back and they're literally on these hanging tents like a 1500 feet in the air oh my god and it's just like oh my god like sleeping in these tents and it's like you look straight down like 1500 feet and you're like fuck man like but he ends his friends up end up making it and then crushes it like he did it at night mm-hmm. and stuff because sometimes it's better climbing conditions and it was just like fascinating these guys like two guys went up this whole face and Mm -hmm. it's like and these guys are nuts like the stuff they do like yeah they're roped off but still Still, like it's still just so fascinating to watch and then there's this guy on free solo that just does another part of the mountain with no rope no rope it's like three thousand feet or something like that and you're like oh my god like it's like when you watch it like and i because he was on rogan and you know he survived but when you're watching it even his friends that are on the ground filming him, they kept walking away from the cameras. They're like, I can't believe, mm-hmm. I can't believe he's doing this. Like, there's so many parts where it's just like a ridge line straight up and he's just pinching his hands in and just climbing up and he's all calm and everything. And he gets to the top and he like calls his girlfriend, like, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Oh my and it's just, God. And it, it's just, in, it's incredible. Like, it's just, it's nuts. And then at the end, he's like, everyone's like, what are you going to do now? He's like, well, gonna go back in the van and he starts doing like chin-ups like <laughs> nothing i'm like oh my god like it's just an animal just you know his hands are like so huge like yeah. so powerful and there's some parts in there where like he's standing vertical on the face and he's pinching a rock between his thumbs like this and then he has to like reach a leg across and then fall into the rock and he just like makes his way up it was like one of the sketchiest 
parts on the whole climb. And you're sitting on the couch and just watching this. You're like, oh my God. Like, and he's the first person to do it free ever... solo with no rope. Oh my God. So, like, these guys on Dawn Wall were talking about him and they're like, this guy, like, it doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, they, and these two other guys are insane too. And then when they, when you see people at that level talk about him, you're like, what? Yeah. Like, it's just, and I love watching stuff like that. I yeah. love seeing like, human capability yeah where it's like i'm like how can you do that would you ever want to climb i got interested like man that'd be fun because i know there's like a wall in like richmond or something mm. like that where i think it'd be fun to try mm-hmm. like i'd love to try it like this summer yeah but i want to get skydiving off the list though i want to oh do that oh my god i used to want to <laughs> do it so bad let's go let's go this summer now let's make a pack oh. pregnant kate <laughs> just flying <laughs> down <laughs> just like big old belly no i don't know man like that terrifies me now now that you're a mom, all these risk factors. Oh, totally. I'm like, like, why would I again. risk my life yeah. like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I did bungee jumping a bunch in Whistler and that was like super fun. Big ground rush and everything. Mm-hmm. But I was like, man, skydiving can be so I know. fun. I did bungee jumping once, but yeah, probably won't do that again either. Well, that's how kids change you. Like your whole, like mm-hmm. you become afraid of everything again. You're like, oh. Totally. Like corner over there of drywall. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like corner yeah. of that cabinet. Yeah. You're like, nah. Even driving. I'm like such yeah. a nervous driver now. I mean, I did get into an accident with my daughter in the car, so that could be why. Oh, maybe, yeah. It was not fun. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a very slow driver now. Yeah, I remember coming home with Eileen from the hospital. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm 50K all the way home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like you're stoned. You're I'm like, like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Remember that when you just brought her new baby home from the hospital? It was so crazy. Those first couple weeks, I don't even remember. I don't. I don't. I remember, like, laying in bed. Mm-hmm. And she'd be in, like, the bassinet next to the bed. And I would shoot up, like, every 10 minutes. Like, she's breathing. Is she okay? I I'm still like, check if my daughter's breathing. So do I. All <laughs> yeah. three kids yeah. every night. Like I'll purposely like shake them a bit so they <laughs> react. I'm like, okay, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't think that ever goes away until no. they leave the house, mm-hmm. which is probably sooner than later. I, well, because it goes by so fast. It's yeah. crazy. Right? Like I think back to when like we were in high school. Mm-hmm. Like how weird was that? It's like, you know what I mean? It's gone in the blink of an eye, I feel like. Yeah. Like 20 years for me is in like three years. That's crazy. I'm like, wow, 2005. I know, 2006 over here. I'm yeah. a year younger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's weird though, because like I, we were friends in high school mm-hmm. all the way through our party years and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's I weird know, how it's, time goes. Yeah, and it's as you get older, it just goes faster and faster. Yeah, because you get so busy. Mm-hmm. You get so busy with with kids and house and yard work and family, family yeah, just spouse. Yeah, where it's yeah. like, like your best friend becomes your spouse. Your spouse is your best friend. Oh, for sure. Right? They it's have like, to be. Yeah, if, mm-hmm. if you're not, you're like, mm, something's going on there. Yeah, then they're just your roommate. Yeah. <laughs> that was my roommate, Katie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we sleep together, we do everything, but, you know, we're just roommates. <laughs> yeah. But, um, do you, uh, what I thought of the other day was that accident that you and Christy had. Yeah. Do you ever, do you think about that? Um, sometimes when I'm in pain. Yeah, you're like, oh, <laughs> I remember this. Um, I remember this. I mean, it doesn't cross my mind too often. My mom's accident comes to mind more, but um, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, because we were in high school. I was grade ten. Yeah, so I was grade eleven. Yeah, grade ten, and um, because that was at Sunny's house. Is that it, what it was? Well, we were at a party at Sunny's house, yeah. and then the cops came, so we all left. 
Yeah. And then Typical. we, yeah, we walked to the end of the street and Christy's mom called us a cab. So the cab pulled up and you know, it's crazy because it's on 72nd and I think 202 is the street mountains on, right? Mm-hmm. It's so developed there now. Yeah, it's When nuts. this happened, it was, there was nothing there. It was like the fire hall and yeah. trees, like nothing else around. And yeah, so then he pulled, he stopped in the middle of the road. So we crossed the road to go get in. He wouldn't let us in because there was five of us. And then we turned around across the street again and me and Christy got hit. Who hit you? You know what's weird is that it was my sister's friend's stepsister. No, really? I don't, yeah, I don't know her personally, but. Yeah, that yeah. was some crazy shit. She was I remember driving, hearing about it and I was like, what? Yeah, she was driving home from her sister, or sorry, from her dad's wedding. She told the cops that she had had a little bit of alcohol. Sure, you're at a wedding. Come on. They didn't breathalyze her. And we were all, this is the weird thing, we were all wearing white. And we were all in the middle of the road, and she plowed through us like she did. She's she, hammered. She said that the um, that the cab had his brights on. The engineer was. It doesn't matter if he had his brights on. She still she still should have seen you for sure. All five kids wearing white. Like and you weren't texting because phones weren't popular yet. Yeah. So clearly mm-hmm. you're. And she didn't slow down. Wheel. Like if you he had his brights on and he's in the middle of the road, wouldn't you slow down? Hundred percent. Yeah. So. Because I I think I came to the hospital. I'm sure I don't. And I don't really remember. Because <laughs> what happened to up. you? Um, so I broke my right tib fib, uh, broke my elbow, bro- broke vertebrae all through my back, and got a concussion. Damn. Yeah, and I rotated my pelvis. Damn. Well, so what about Christy? Christy. Christy had... broke her leg, um, but her break was a little bit worse because she's shorter, so it was higher up, so closer okay. to her knee. But yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy times. I yeah, because I don't think I was at that party, but I remember getting the phone call and be like, "Yeah, Kate and Chris got hit," and I was like, "What?" Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember Lenny coming to the hospital. The first five days are like really blurry for me, but I remember Lenny coming and he pulled a sandwich out of his pocket because we used to sit beside <laughs> each other every day at lunch, and his mom would actually make me a sandwich every year on my birthday because nice. her sandwiches were amazing. Yeah, she, yeah. Sue. <laughs> oh yeah, Sue she's and Jim. Awesome. Yeah. They're great people. Um, and I remember just being like, oh, thanks, Lenny, but I'm not eating right now. <laughs> just all I can't out of eat. it. Yeah. And then after a few days, they put me and Christy in the same room together. So we just like play N64 all day. <laughs> <laughs> Made the best of it. Yeah. For Your sure. recovery time must have been a long time. You're talking about like vertebrae mm-hmm. and oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't even put any pressure on my leg for three months. Because you guys were in wheelchairs in school, weren't you? I didn't come to school for quite a while. I I think I was in a wheelchair at the beginning, and I didn't go to school. I was in a wheelchair. I think Christy did, but I waited until I was on crutches. So I didn't come back to school full-time until, like, December. I was doing homeschool. Damn. Yeah, and then just I didn't start seeing a physiotherapist for, like, five years after my accident. I think the time that it happened at I was so young, and I didn't want to admit anything was wrong. So then that was a wrong move. <laughs> huge. <laughs> Five years down the road, I told my lawyer, I'm like, my back, like my hips are so sore. And she's like, Caitlin, you need to tell me these things. So I was trying to Too hide proud. everything. Yeah, it wasn't good. But so I started seeing physio and I still see physio once in a while, but I see a chiropractor all the time. Like my back is still and just my hips and everything. But go see Adam. Go see my boy. Yeah. He's going to fix. Yeah. He fixed like Chaz, like he's 
quite powerful in the gym. And it's so funny when you say Chad. Like I just picture like little Chaz. Little I haven't Chaz, seen him yeah. for so long. <laughs> yeah, he's not little anymore. Um, but yeah, like he stood there and he like lifted up his shirt. He's like, "What do you see?" And I was like, his whole hip was like shifted yeah. where it looked like one leg was shorter than the other. I was yeah. like, "Bro, are you standing weird." And he's like, no. He's like, one side is so tight. And it, like, it, he hurt himself in the gym. And I was like, dude. He's like, yeah, I already called Adam. <laughs> like he, yeah. And he like, Adam like definitely helped him out a lot. But Alexa too, like hip problems. Even when Tannis was here the other day mm-hmm. and Adam was next to her, I'm like, go see him because she's pregnant too. And, yeah. you know, dealing with all that stuff. And she had two slip disc and everything. I'm like, go see him. Yeah. And like, I recommend like anyone that has like, oh, I can't figure this out. I'm like, go see Adam. Is he, uh, what is he? He's a kinesiologist. Oh, okay. And he's, an, uh, he's doing his final uh, test for osteopathic oh, as awesome. well. But he's like trigger point therapist. Elliptic limping coach, TRX certified, kettlebell wow. certified, personal trainer. Yeah. Like, he's like a guru. Like, it was so funny sitting at the table with everyone because I'm the most uneducated person at the table with everyone. And uh, Ryan Hickey's a great guy. And he's asking Adam stuff, and then Tannis is asking him. Me and Alexa were sitting there like, if I could just plug into your brain and plug <laughs> yeah. it into mine, because it was just how he talks, because he learned so much about like the fascist system and everything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just amazing. And I'm but like, it's crazy man, how like, all the systems of our body work together. Mm-hmm. And when one area gets injured, affects everything, everything. else. It's, and yeah. 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 It's injuries are never isolated. No. And that's the thing. Like, I have one of those hypervolt massage guns. Mm-hmm. And at first, I think I used it wrong. He's like, don't use it there. Don't use it there. He's like, you can hit certain parts, like on your forearm, hit more meatier parts on your leg. But he's like, don't go directly to the spot. You're just mm-hmm. going to piss it off more because it's already upset. It's getting pulled this way. Mm-hmm. And this is getting stretched this way. He's like, you can't just hit that one spot. You're going to upset the nerves even more. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, hey, I got a pain. Like, you know, my right bicep tendon gets tight. And then my shoulder aches. He's like, well, it's because your chest is tight. And that rolls in your shoulder, which then pulls your lat and all this. So he's loosening up everything around. And all of a sudden, my shoulder feels better. Wow. But he doesn't even hit the spot. And you're like, oh. I need to go see him. Yeah, he's great. I'll forward his, his uh, number to you. And Please he's just, do. just the way he understands the body mm-hmm. and even like, you're like, oh, like, are you breathing correctly? Here's a rib. Like, Chaz, like, had like a stomach thing. He fixed that. And it's like, it's just, it's wow. so cool. Like, what people know, like, from going to school and studying mm-hmm. on their own, like, it's just so fascinating. Mm-hmm. And the human body's just nuts I know. to begin with, anyways. Like, so many things to know and to yeah. learn, yeah. especially but in the brain. It's oh, crazy. That's why I'm excited to talk to you again mm-hmm. eventually when you do your your uh, your therapy. It'd be yeah, super interesting to, to sort of see because mm-hmm. anytime we ever did any of that stuff, it was like party scene, mm-hmm. you know, at a club, whatever you're doing, friend's house. But now you're going to like, okay, I'm truly going to feel mm-hmm. sitting in a room with people and being like, I'll be so curious to know like how it goes because yeah. I don't know the process. Like I've heard of people laying down blindfolded mm-hmm. doing like a guided MDMA trips or mm-hmm. something like that and like revisiting and then eventually coming out of it being like, I can breathe again. Mm-hmm. Like, you mm-hmm. know, this weight gets lifted off you, but I couldn't imagine doing, you know, Molly and yeah. mushrooms at the same time and being still in a room. <laughs> and be like, hey, do you guys want to go outside? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. party a bit? Turn the music up. <laughs> yeah, like, you guys want to get some drinks? Like, you know, so it's super fascinating that all this stuff is happening yeah. now. So I'm curious to see in the, like, next couple of years. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people like microdose. Oh, yeah. I think it's really huge. good for, like, depression mm-hmm. and, and anxiety and stuff. But 
Because I even thought about maybe doing mushrooms again, but I get so antsy. Mm-hmm. Like I've wanted to do it for some time, but it, I get I'd probably get so nervous. Yeah, the anticipation of like, is it kicking in yet? And then all of a sudden, like, uh oh. Yeah. You know, like, cause I, I like to understand why I feel a certain way, but then I would have to tell myself, like, hey, dude, you took mushrooms. Yeah. Like, this is why you feel like mm-hmm. settle down. You know, like mm-hmm. that's where I'd want to be, like more in like the forest, like well, you know, that's like, like any, in a setting. Yeah. Anytime doing mushrooms, like I'd have to be, if I was with my friends, obviously, mm-hmm. like I have to be outside in the forest or like floating on a lake or something like that i can't do it like indoors at night just like watching tv that's like no go yeah no you You get stuck in your head and you start like freaking out a little bit yeah like that's what makes me laugh about you know partying back in the day and being at citrus and you know taking something and you just boom 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 boom, (laughs) you know know. it's like you try and slow down it's like I oh. couldn't imagine doing that even now. I would like freak that? out. I know. Even thinking of that now, it's like sounds absolutely terrible. Yeah, I have it gives no me anxiety. Yeah, like I have zero interest zero. in doing that. And I remember being around people for the first time, being like, "They're on E." <laughs> yeah. and you're like, "Whoa, really?" When and was now, the first time you did it? Uh, first time doing E, I think it was at my lake. Was it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, first time I did it at my lake. And I guess if my dad listens to this, he'll finally, finally fi- <laughs> find out the truth. But yeah, I, I did it at my lake. We were 21. And that was the weekend I crashed my boat into a cliff. Oh, I remember that, Jamie. Yeah. I remember that story That now. was the first time I did it. And, uh, oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> 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 that was... <laughs> it was super fun. I'm not going to lie until I woke up. <laughs> story (laughs) it's so dangerous oh it's so bad like because we all took one did you wake up in the boat yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was bad terrifies me about having children yeah like we all took one i don't need to name names anyone that actually listens to this will probably know who i'm talking about but i'll leave them nameless uh we all took one then i was like man like i want to do another one and then who gave it to us he's like okay Here's another half. So we're all one and a half in. And then he's like, that's it. Like, you guys are done. And we're like 21. We're like, oh, man, like partying like crazy. And then me and a buddy who was there snuck back, took another full cap. (laughs) And we're freak. We're going nuts. And then me and my addicted personality is like, I'm going to do one more. So I snuck back to the bag, took another one. So I was three and a half deep. And. You know, the stuff, the E back then, oh, it's, E in general yeah. is freaking mixed of, Absolutely you don't even terrible. know what's in it. And then, yeah, after that, it was like, anytime I would stop and feel my body, it was like, it was like electrocuting. <laughs> like it was <laughs> insane. And then I ended up climbing in the boat and then we went for a boat cruise, me and a buddy. And then I was like, I'm going to drop you off. Like, I want to go party, like partying in the boat. And my, I remember my brother. He was standing there. He's like, get back to the shore. And I'm like, I just want to party. And I'm like <laughs> doing bo- doing donuts in the boat. And then I remember going around the point from my cabin. And then the next thing I remember is waking up in the bow of the boat because it was a bow rider. And I guess I the window was open. And I must have shot from the seat through the opening and oh, landed Jamie. face down in the <laughs> it's bow. So funny. Then it is. It, well, <laughs> yeah, like it's <laughs> it was an insane insane story and i woke up and all i remember is like i remember waking up 
looking down at my leg. It was gashed up. My head was fine. And I remember seeing like a corner of a deck. And I was like, oh, I was like, where am I? And then what I first realized was like, oh, crap. Like it was 6, 30, 7 in the morning. The lake was super calm. And I was like, shit, someone's going to come over here and try and help me. And there's beer cans everywhere in the oh, boat. No. And so I started crushing them and throwing them out of the <laughs> boat at the cliff. And then they kept just bouncing in and floating beside the boat. And I had to hook up the battery and the gas tank back underneath. And then I had to sit on the floor <laughs> between the seats because <laughs> the steering wheel was ripped out of the column and laying on the ground. And then I picked it up and... <laughs> <laughs> Kate's losing it, <laughs> and then I just I, think I have a visual. Oh, of everything you're saying. <laughs> yeah, and then I slammed it in reverse, and it didn't want to come off the cliff. It was stuck, and I drove it all the way back and tied it up to the the dock, and then it started pulling the dock sideways because it started sinking, <laughs> and then I started screaming at people, being like, "So what? I crashed my boat!" And I was like yelling and at nobody, at nobody. <laughs> Eventually, people woke up and they're like, "What the fuck did you do?" Because the boat was like shredded. Yeah, it was it was rough. <laughs> so there, you guys learned a new story. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> so I love how the beer cans were bouncing off. Oh yeah, just floating around, like, oh. and that was the worst phone call I've ever had to make. I, like, you know, to I my know dad. You had anxiety, oh. Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, it was so bad. That feeling too when you wake up and you just realize what's happened and you just have to yeah, you're still accept so it. So high. But you're like, out of it. You're yeah. Out of it. Like that it's, feeling. And I'm not recommending any drugs here. No. <laughs> I was this is fifteen years ago. I don't even know. Do those things even exist anymore? I, I hope don't know. people have moved. I'd on. be too scared to do any of that stuff now. No. It was all fentanyl and everything. That stuff terrifies me. Yeah, no, that's crazy though. Yeah, it was crazy for It was time. rough. It was rough. Yeah, and the so problem was I did it again the next weekend. <laughs> so you had to call your dad? <laughs> I had to call my dad, yeah, and tell him I crashed the boat. And he's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And then, yeah, we were still up there for another night. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I know, because Parzo has a cabin up mm -hmm. there, and he came up with, like, Todd, <laughs> Todd, my buddy, Mark, <laughs> what the fuck did you do? And then they're like, how are you alive? Like, yeah. I was like, oh. That's know. what I mean, like, that part where you crash, like, that part's not funny. It's because it actually could have been way worse. Oh, I could have gone two feet to the left and in the water, and yeah. that would have been it. And yeah. the thing <laughs> is, like, my dad said something, or my stepmom or my dad said something to me, because I was so embarrassed when I got home, like I had to drop all the guys off because we all drove up together. Mm -hmm. And I remember dropping Cody off and Lenny off. And like their parents came out, they're like, good luck. Because <laughs> all the parents called each other and of everything, course. right? Because we were 21. Yeah. And before we left, I remember my dad was like, don't do anything stupid. I'm like, dad, what's the <laughs> worst that can happen? And then <laughs> by far, besides death, <laughs> that was the worst <laughs> thing worst. that could have happened. And I never told him like, like, I just said I was drunk, yeah. you know? Like, I probably was, I definitely was, too, but I was on <laughs> some magic pills. But, um, yeah, I remember getting home, and I just sat down. Oh, I didn't yeah. say a word, and I just got it. I got mm -hmm. an earful. And I was so embarrassed to be around my, my dad and stepmom. I, I went back to my mom's mm -hmm. for, like, a week. I didn't want to, like, talk to my dad. Like, I just felt like such an idiot. Oh, yeah. And I remember, like, going to work on the Monday, and I had, like, withdrawals. Mm -hmm. And... My boss like, what's wrong with you? And I told him, like, what do you go home? He's like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, I showed my leg. I was like, it was a hell of a weekend. <laughs> like, he's like, go home. He's like, you don't come to work for the rest of the week. 
Like wow. he was pretty cool about it yeah. because I was like shooken up. Yeah. Like I didn't know how to like process anything. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, my stepmom's like, cause my grandpa passed, I guess this is, oh, oh seven. It was maybe, so maybe we were 20 and, uh, yeah, she was like, yeah, I bet you your grandpa was in the boat with you when he crashed. Oh, and I was like, oh, like, yeah, I remember she told me that, and I, like, broke on the phone. I was like, yeah. oh, fuck, because, like, if you look at pictures of the boat, and it's like, you perfect, literally, well, because I don't, I don't remember hitting the cliff. I, was, mm-hmm. oh, I remember going around the cliff, but then where I crashed was, like, three miles down the lake. Wow. And yeah. lucky I didn't hit a dock or another boat or something, and uh, I remember just waking up in the bow, and they're like, how did, I shot perfectly in between the opening which is only like 20 inches and wow. just didn't hit my head on the corner of the aluminum or the glass that's crazy I just like little scratches like it was a decent gash on my leg no stitches but just waking up in the bow being like oh, <laughs> what the hell happened oh my god these beer cans everywhere yeah <laughs> like, that was your biggest concern yeah it was the beer cans I didn't yeah. care about my leg I'm like oh bleeding like whatever like didn't care yeah but yeah it was because I was up for like 35 hours or something like that something stupid Yikes. like and now I think back to like how we treated our bodies like oh, during I our twenties, and I'm like, oh man, maybe that's why I'm so addicted to being healthy so much. Yeah, like, I remember Swung getting home so, so many nights from partying and like taking Tylenol and going to bed, which is like the worst thing for you to do. I know, but I did that because I didn't want to wake up with a headache. I know, you know, it's like, oh, like I know the damage. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy, but. Yeah. I know those are the things that scare me about having kids, especially a girl. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, especially there's some creepy there's some creepy people out there. Yeah. I told Katie, I'm like, our kids are going in like jujitsu or kickboxing or something. Mm-hmm. I want them to be able to defend themselves. Yeah. You know, if some guy comes from behind, I want them to be like take him down to the ground, choke him out. Oh <laughs> like, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. but I guess raising or being obviously with your brother. Yeah. I must have toughened you up a little bit. He tried. Yeah. I, I remember in grade nine, these two girls, Katie, lived off these girls from Stafford. Garcia? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they came and they were trying to beat us up and whatever. And um, I guess they they were talking about wanting to come and kick my ass because I was like standing up for Katie. Yeah. So my brother's like, hey, Kate, you got to come down to the gym. I got to teach you how to fight. And he's like, puts <laughs> the gloves up. He's like, fight for your life. I'm like, ah. He's like, don't do that. <laughs> Well, you're, yep. I remember boxing, I think, a few times with your dad, Leon, yep. right? Yep. At Newlands when I used to work out there. Mm-hmm. And, like, I thought it was in shape. And then yep. I went and, like, did boxing with him for, like, 10 minutes. I was like, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm gym shape. I'm not boxing yeah. shape at all. And I'd be, like, hitting the stomach, like, 30 seconds. And then, like, single pads, like, up high or whatever it was. And then he would lean on you. Oh, that was the worst. And he'd be like, worst. push me off. I'm like, yeah. I can't. <laughs> like, there's nothing left in my arms. <laughs> yeah. Like. I couldn't believe it. But yeah, is he st- he's still down there? Uh, no, he's actually on the island now. Oh, is he? Yeah, he moved to the island and yeah. Slower yeah. pace of life over there. Yeah, well, yeah, he's living with his girlfriend and him and my mom aren't together anymore. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's in Parksville, so super beautiful. But Yeah, I know yeah. Belt moved over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, his place looks awesome. Yeah, I know he called me a while ago asking me about saunas and stuff. Mm-hmm. What kind of sauna do you have, actually? I just have a wood burning. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can show you it after. And um, yeah, it's, I love it. My He's mom, sorry to cut you off, she had a sauna at Newlands, and then 
she when she sold the house she had to take it out of there and she was gonna give it to me but i had nowhere to put it and i'm like so mad thinking of her just giving this beautiful yeah. sauna away yeah is it infrared man it's infrared yeah, yeah. like they're not the craziest things to buy either mm-hmm. and they plug in literally to like a standard plug mm-hmm. yeah. hers was a night like it was a good size one but yeah yeah i i've done infrared once but it's like i personally like the air heating up mm, around mm-hmm. you and the smell of the cedar, which you can still get in infrared. But it's mm-hmm. like, I get excited to light the sauna at like mm-hmm. 536 every night. And it takes about two hours to heat depending on like yeah. the seasons out. But uh, I just, yeah, dripping oil on the rocks and just, I don't Sounds know. Sounds awesome. Just uh, the whole process of it. The whole process yeah. of it. Like I've been in it over 700 times since I built wow. it. Wow. So it's oh, like. Oh, you built it. Yeah. That's awesome. It can that makes fit it like even better. seven people. That makes it even better. Yeah. Like, I tell everyone, like, I think I made a post the other day. I was like, you know, if, like, if you don't have access to a sauna, I was like, come, like, I don't care if I don't even know you. <laughs> just yeah. If you want to come over and you're a nice person, just come sit in the sauna. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I, awesome. I invite people. Like, I almost wanted to, like, knock on neighbors' doors. Because like, yeah. a lot of people are like, why is there always smoke coming? Like, they've asked <laughs> yeah. Katie's dad. And they're like, oh, he's lighting a sauna every night. Because even yeah. in the hot snap we had. Mm-hmm. in the summer like you did not go in the yeah, summer then oh every my night god because i'd come out and it'd be like 40 degrees outside and i'd be like sweating still <laughs> like oh it's nice and hot outside still that was crazy yeah that heat was intense but mm-hmm. to me again like even doing the cold plunge every night like going in the sauna makes summer heat really not that bad anymore right. because mm-hmm. it may be odd summer heat like that which only happens every couple of years mm-hmm. or whatever it is um that sauna we've had at 220 fahrenheit wow it's like 105 celsius which i've only done like three times Mm because it's it's too intense but even the last even last night i got in at like 88 degrees and it heated up to 92 Mm -hmm. and you're like oh my god like Mm -hmm. so summer sun i'm like 35 degrees i'm like ah like i've been in hotter like it's fine like whatever how long do you sit in there for 15 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and then must feel so good after a good sweat yeah oh yeah, I have like a sauna hat too. It's like a <laughs> sweet, it's like a, it's from Finland or whatever. It's all wool and it just like insulates your head a little better so you don't like overheat. And wow. I'll do like a dry body scrub to yeah, activate the lymphatic system a little more and everything. And then I'll have a cold shower and then sit in the cold plunge, mm-hmm. then back into the sauna for 10, 15 minutes, work up a sweat again, then do a cold shower mm-hmm. and then pass out. That's and awesome. Like, oh. <laughs> just out. <laughs> but you got a good routine yeah that's how i designed my life yeah but i need to be like open-minded still like if i miss something it's not the end of the, the, end world. Of the world mm-hmm. you know but like the sauna is key for me mm-hmm. and so is the cold ex- cold immersion and stuff like that's what like settles me down but sometimes like if i get in too late i'm like in a rush right like kids get to bed i want to go you know it's like yeah i need to get better at stuff like that mm-hmm. or it's like just relax man like Having get the in balance. there yeah mm-hmm. balance is always my problem Always I think it is for most people. Yeah, like burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. And yeah, but it's all for health. Yeah. But yeah. It's all right. Good. You want to wrap her up? Sure. Yeah, we're about hour and 40. All right. Not that bad. went by fast. Yeah. All right. Well, it was great. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having coming me. by. Yeah, we'll do it again. I'm excited to see the, the process of you yeah, going to, I'm excited to <laughs> get share. high in the room with two counselors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But okay, well, hope everyone enjoys this conversation. Okay. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Cheers.